Who back when? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another bonus episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Past. Whatever, this is episode B059, the five-ish Doctor's reboot. 59, dudes. Yeah, not quite. So, <laughs> I am Drew Back When, and I am once again joined by three marvellous co-hosts. Opposite me is... Marie! Hooray! And next to her is... Jim! And next to me is... Leon! Hello, everybody. Hello, Leon. Hello, Marie. Hello, Jim. Hello, Drew! Oh, damn, I missed out on the harmony. <laughs> Hi, Drew. <laughs> so, yeah, Five Wish Doctors reboot. Woo woo! So, this oh, is a very different thing, isn't it? So good! So good. <laughs> now, we should make clear that Leon and I saw this back in the day, probably on the 23rd of November 2013, or when it was first aired. But Marie and Jim are completely new to it. We we might have watched it also and then forgotten about it because. <laughs> oh, you what? It rang a lot of bells. <laughs> Oh, really? (laughs) I think I might have to put my hand up and say, at this time, I was kind of like, I don't want to watch this, and maybe saw a couple of minutes. Oh, really? (gasps) I thought it was going to be naff and didn't watch it, but it was actually quite good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you appreciated it more now that you know some of the classic Doctors? I think I haven't changed of those doctors. I oh. think I knew those doctors probably. Yeah, but Michael's already. done some serious brainwashing of you with his review. Well, that's quite possible. Absolutely, yeah. The seventh doctor was definitely the standout in this episode for me. <laughs> <laughs> what, the point where they sign the security guard's autographs? <laughs> yeah. And McCoy is sneaking away, scampering away, going, Oh, I stole his pen. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I spotted that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Poor thing. Des. There are just layer upon layer of hidden delights in this yeah. episode. <laughs> Where do we want to start? I mean, I compiled a list of my five-ish favorite moments. Your five-ish? Your five-ish. Oh my yeah. goodness, I'm just looking at my notes and I have so so many notes. Jim's got five, Jim's got five-ish. I've got, I've got smiles five times. <laughs> okay. Hey. <laughs> Go on, Drew. What's at the top of your list? Oh, what's at the bottom of your list? Number five was the face of the woman in the production office. She can roll her eyes like few people can. <laughs> like, she rivals Abby in eye-rolling ability. <laughs> I don't know her name, but I did just do a little sort of spot check of names in the credits on IMDb, and those are actual members of the production team. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh. Now, that's interesting, because it seems she can act a little bit, but it varies, <laughs> I think, is safe to say in this episode. It does, yes. <laughs> Did anyone see a worse actor in this half hour than Des the security guard? I liked Des. Was he the one that, that got the autographs at the end? Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the other one. But yeah, the other one where he's like, I think we have got some intruders. <laughs> <laughs> Dag nabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one, maybe not worse, but certainly not a great actor in one particular scene. I'm really sorry to say this, but Stephen Moffat. (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly, the man can write Doctor Who like no one else, but maybe I wasn't super convinced when he was playing with the little action figures. That's why they cut away so quickly. (laughs) They don't give him a chance to improv any dialogue between them. No, he couldn't. He was like... This this isn't what I what I do. Yeah, yeah. I I assumed he was going to make smooching noises. To be honest, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like that scene in Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> but you know a showrunner who can act. Oh my, Rusty. Is it Russell the David? <laughs> RT to the D. <laughs> he was pretty special. He was really. Good. He was fantastic. Do yeah. you feel like maybe they were a little harsh on him? 
oh, I'm sure that he improvised the crap out of it and they were just like, keep rolling, keep rolling, <laughs> yeah. just go. I mean, he is at my number one. Or you could all die and I could just be left there. I become the doctor. I could have a catchphrase and, and sonic eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, he's so good. Uh, he puts so much feeling behind his sonic eyes as well. <laughs> but it's weird how like Ross T. Davies is the Peter Davison to Peter Davison as Peter Davison yeah. is Peter Davison to Stephen Moffat. Did I just? No. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm pretty sure that makes sense. Yeah. 27 I, minute voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was understanding fifty percent. I think I just got the rest of it. Okay, okay. Peter Davison, what Peter Davison is to Moffat is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's, much more streamlined. It's all a tale about how you're spat out the other end by the heartless Doctor Who machine. Oh, oh. you give the best years of your life to him. Oh, it's made it a lot darker, Drew. Sorry. Kel Demarge, Drew. Can I jump straight to the end and just ask a question? Do you think they were actually under those shrouds in the episode? I really hope so, but probably not. But why not? Because they were on set. They were all there. They were. Th- I mean, the could f- be filming from a different angle. It seems like it's that production team. Yeah, they might as well have been. Although, don't we only see two shrouded figures There's in the final few. scene? I suppose there could be one in there. But also, they're quite tall. Four. Oh, yeah. Well, they they are very points. tall. Yeah, they're huge. In yeah. Fact. Maybe they're standing on platforms. Maybe mm. not. Oh, damn it. Is it all fake? Damn it. No, it's real. It's, it's real. real. <laughs> it is real. I think if you freeze frame at one second, you can see the outline of a hat under... Uh... Do you mean the hat on top of the yeah. shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> I'm saying it is them because I think when the Zygons are revealed from the coverings... Yeah. Is very different to the statues that we see when they first walk in. Oh. I think the statues look like statues. People. Because oh. Saigons are really beefy and. And they have no gigantic, like, squid heads. Yeah. Yeah. And they look very different under a shroud. Let's just assume that it was. Let's conclude yeah. that it was, and it definitely was, and we're all happy. 5.0, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we believe in magic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> After seeing this episode, I do believe a little bit in magic. Ah! <gasps> On that note of having seen this episode, it just dawned on me that we're not doing a B-scow in the traditional sense of the word, but if someone's listening to this and has no idea what we're talking about, go and watch Five-ish Doctor's Reboots. <laughs> Look it up. Google it. It's on Vimeo. I was going to say YouTube. It's probably everywhere. Yeah. It's on the BBC website. All right. Oh, there you go. Although people not in the UK might have problems. VPN it. You'll figure out a way. You know how the internet works. <laughs> Ask one of the 5th, 6th or 7th Doctors at the next convention where you can access it and they will tell you. We met one of them. How fantastic was it to see him on screen, by the way? Yeah, in very much the condition in which we met him. Yes. (laughs) That's true. Was it Colin you met? Yeah. Sawbones Hex himself. (laughs) (laughs) And how would you describe his condition? Uh, Fairly hairless. Oh. That's all. Okay. Modern. I was going to say charming. (laughs) Oh, yes, because the sixth doctor is a git. He was definitely not a git. Not not git. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, wait, hang on. Jim, I know that you've seen Sylvester McCoy on TV, as in you've seen the seventh doctor. Has everyone else here seen the fifth, sixth, and seventh doctor? Nope. Nor I. I've seen the fifth doctor a little bit. I think I've seen bits of all of them. I don't know if I've seen proper episodes of all of them. That's it. I feel like I can picture them all in scenes, but I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched a full episode. Uh-huh. Hmm. I think we're probably quite representative of most people who watch this 
I like um, the kids, Peter Davison's kids, because I feel like they're representative of quite a lot of <laughs> the, like, modern audience. When he was talking to them and explaining how he wasn't going to be in the thing, and it cuts back to them, and they've completely stopped listening to him, and they couldn't care less. They're just <laughs> straight back at the video game, watching Amy Pond run around shooting people. That is moment number three on my list. Is it? Is. I loved that. That was a great moment. <laughs> Did you like Colin Baker's family when he sits down on the sofa and all of a sudden <laughs> the sofa's empty? Yeah. Would you care to read out number oh two on my list? <laughs> You're wasting your time. I've locked all the doors. That's, <laughs> that's what I liked about it. Because you expected yeah. the, he's going to sit down and no one's going to be there. I and didn't he'll ex- sigh or something. Yeah, I didn't expect the locking the door. <laughs> no escape. <laughs> Which DVD was it that he had ordered? Which cereal was it? I don't think I noted. Wait, I have it on the computer. I can probably find it. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll find it in the meantime. Or don't. Sorry, <laughs> I've lost my note. Does anyone know why Raquel from Only Fools and Horses was in this at the start? Wait, who's that? So Peter Davison, I think it is, is having a bad dream. And she tells him that he has to go walk the dogs. Is that Raquel? I thought it was. My goodness. I mean, Maybe. I didn't know who it was, and that was going to be one of my questions. Because it's not his actual wife. Because that's Sandra Dickinson or whatever her name is. And who's Sandra Dickinson? She is Trillian in the TV Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. Wow. Oh, wow. so incestuous, this sci-fi world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've just found the screenshot, by the way. It's Vengeance on Varos. Okie dokie. So let's put a mental pin in that for when we get to that serial. Colin next Baker year. approved <laughs> next year. <laughs> On the, uh, well, not incestuous line, but <laughs> um, <laughs> the family ties line, who else do we get in this related to Peter Davison? Well, Peter Davison's daughter. Georgia Moffat. Georgia. Yeah. Why is her name Moffat? I wondered the same thing. And did you find out? I did not look it up. Oh. <laughs> Maybe mother's maiden name? No, well, we looked her up on Wikipedia and it said her mom and dad's maiden names and neither of them were Moffat, so I don't oh. know. Just liked it. Wait, no, I've just looked at Peter Davison. He was Moffat. Oh, he was a Moffat. Really? So Davison's a stage name. Yeah. Peter Malcolm Gordon Moffat. Why would you change wow. that? Why? That's a yeah, great that's name. That's a fantastic name. And by the way, he wasn't married for very long to Sandra Dickinson. Actually, no, it was quite a long time, but he's not anymore. But that's who Georgia Moffat mum is. Right, okay. So it's a very sci-fi family in that bit. Oh, but that's nice. So they are ex-husband and wife. Yes. But still on good terms. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough to record a half an hour episode anyway. What? No, I don't think she's in it. Oh. So who is the oh, woman in the dream? Oh, I thought you were saying... Well, I thought it was Raquel from Only Falls and Horses, who is Tessa Peake Jones. I don't know if, she, if she's actually in the credits. We should chat this probably. Otherwise, I'm wasting all this airtime. I'm opening it in IMDb. Talk amongst yourselves. The credits are definitely a talking point because there'll be any number of names. I mean, at the very beginning, we had... Is it Sean Pertwee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My number one note is, my goodness, does he look exactly like his dad? Yeah. But he doesn't have a huge cumulonimbus coming out the top of his head. You have seen the photo of him, right? When for Halloween or whatever it was, he cosplayed as the third doctor. I have not. Okay, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'll look this up first. Sean Pertwee... Tessa Peake Jones is Raquel, and it also came up with an autocomplete for Tessa Peake Jones' Doctor Who. Oh. She played Marta in the time of the Doctor. Oh, crumbs. So the next episode. Oh, what? She's oh, right. going to be so in So she's it. just hanging around. Ooh. Leon has a picture to show us. Oh, okay. Ta-da. <gasps> Look at Sean that. Pertwee. Oh, wow. Sean Pertwee. Podcast Land, I'll pop this on the website. I probably already have. 
I think he's made up a bit, though. He's wearing a wig. Of course he's made up a bit. Look he, at he is also his son. I mean, well, it does make sense. Yeah. Or maybe he's not wearing a wig. Maybe it's... Uh... So that's just a typical Friday night dinner. Actually, you know what? That looks a little CGI'd. Like, that hair does not look like a wig. I'll find it. I'll find it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they do look very similar. They are related. Oh. No there, DNS there's, a, there's, there's a much less what? good photo. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great podcasting. Yeah, okay. Podcast line, I, I may or may not put those photos. I, maybe I'll cut this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean Pertwee sitting with Olivia Coleman, mm. and they're talking about all their projects... He can't mention the American TV show that he's working on. That's Gotham. Yeah. Is it? It must be. That's the only American thing he's probably still doing if Gotham's still running. He's Alfred. I haven't seen him for a while, so I assume he's buried somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in a body of work. And Coleman, I don't know if Coleman references anything in particular, but she does say that she is in everything, which I sort like of surprises her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's You're <right>. outrage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in this. I'm in everything. The one thing I thought could have improved this episode would mm. have been if Sean Pertwee had suddenly ripped off his mask face to reveal Mark Gatiss underneath, <laughs> saying, Oh, you've got a long way to go yet, my dear. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette from underneath the mask somehow. Wait, is Gatiss in this? I don't think he is. That's super weird. Everyone is in this, and Gatiss is normally in everything. He is the Good Olivia Coleman of... I bet he's the Doctor Dalek. <laughs> I bet he's the Dalek that moves. There's a Dalek. Oh, yeah. There are, oh, maybe you mean like uncredited. There are three yeah. Dalek operators, though, that we meet. One of them is Nick Briggs. He's the guy who voices the Daleks. Uh-huh. One is Frank Skinner, yeah. whose name rings a bell, and I'm sure you guys know him, but... Uh, From, like, Badil and Skinner in the 90s. Yeah, what song did he do in the 90s everyone will know? Three lines on a shirt. That's the one. Uh, I do not know this reference. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> knows this song. I wish I did not know this reference. <laughs> watch this week's episode of Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, right. I do not watch that show. <laughs> he, he's been a comedian for 30 years and he presents Room 101 and he's been in everywhere and he's been on the Orient Express. The third Dalek operator, did you look up who that chap was? No. It's David Troughton, son of Patrick Troughton, the second doctor. And Mm. the same Troughton who played the King of Peladon in the first Peladon episode. You and I reviewed the second Uh, episode, I think. Didn't old Troughton also come back? I seem to remember his old face appearing on New Who, right? Patrick Troughton passed away. David Troughton. Oh, David Troughton. Yeah. He's been on New Who. Wait, yes, this definitely rings a bell. We've had this conversation on Who Back When before. Look him up, look him up, look him up. This is so much of this episode. Who was that guy? (laughs) Why didn't we prepare? (laughs) I'm looking him up. To be honest, even if we prepared, it'd still be like scrolling through the notes, because there's just so many people. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness, the man looked exactly like... Oh no, that's Patrick (laughs) (laughs) Charlton. He's the spitting image! (laughs) Oh, he's in some audio who, David, or David. Oh, yes, maybe that's David. what we uh, encountered him in. For BBC Audio and Big Finish Productions. In the early 90s, he became the face of Virgin Publishing's proposed new Doctor Who. Wait, proposed new Doctor Who would have appeared in the New Adventures line of books. Sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he was Professor Hobbs in Midnight. There you go. Bingo bongo. Oh, right. But wait. He looked older then than he did in this. 
Oh, you were being bedazzled <laughs> by the cavalcade of cameos. Also, is it rude? <laughs> <laughs> well, not to current him or, or 2013 him. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's actually very complimentary to his plastic surgeon. <laughs> I think it's what happens when you put someone in a tweed coat and glasses. Yeah, that's yes, true. Yes. yes, definitely. So there's a whole scene of, I think it's Moffat dreaming, and the companions are just circling around his head. Yeah. yeah. So many companions, in fact... And one or two of them actually say stuff. Is this new dialogue or is this just snippets from stuff? I didn't really know. I thought this was all the current actors. Are you saying these are like clips from the show? I thought they filmed them against a green screen, just cropped out the head. I did not make a note of anything that they were saying, though. But looking on IMDb, we have Louisa Carell, Lauren Kill. I don't know who these people are. Janet Fielding, Katie Manning, Louise Jameson, Caroline Ford, Deborah Watling, Sophie Aldred, and I think Sarah Sutton is later on. Sophie Aldred is Ace, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know Ace. Oh no, she was among them as well. Wait, who's the one who's by the lift when they're waiting by the lift? Someone goes like, oh, Peter Davison, and like rushes off screen. That's also a former companion, I believe. Oh, is it? Is it? I didn't know who that was. Who is the companion? Maybe it's a companion, but in Moffat's fever dream, at the end of it, someone appears centrally in amidst the swirl, and he says, it's me, isn't it? Yeah. Who's yes, that? Who is that? I was thinking, who I don't know. is that? I was assuming that was one of the... Uh, I don't know. He doesn't look that old. No, not at all. I don't know. Who's the person saying it's me, isn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. <laughs> I am equally stupefied in my notes. <laughs> Also looking at them, clearly I loved Sylvester McCoy in this one so much. On one occasion, I've literally just written, Sylvester McCoy! (laughs) (laughs) Good note. (laughs) Is it in the next scene where he says, I've picked up quite a few contacts while filming The Hobbit? (laughs) (laughs) Obsessed he is. How incredible is it that they filmed on the set of The Hobbit, by the way? Ian McKellen and Peter Jackson and everyone is, like, that is the, the set of it. I wasn't convinced that that wasn't just recycled stuff from the making of... But there's the scene with Peter Jackson walking up to Ian McKellen in full Gandalf. But then you don't see us um, when he's talking, it's not face on. We didn't know whether it was just overdubbed. That's definitely overdubbed. Yeah. Oh, no. But Ian McKellen's isn't overdubbed. Nah, well, and I can't I don't know. think oh, yes. how that could apply in any other context but to this. I mean, unless he put on fresh Gandalf outfit and Peter Jackson was flown into Cardiff to shoot it. I don't. It seemed like putting together even just the Gandalf outfit is beyond the budget of this little bonus production. I was thinking more they did a tiny bit of CGI on his mouth to make it move. Oh, mm. no. I don't know. Oh no, you're bursting the bubble <laughs> for me. I'd okay. like to think that they were involved. I mean, I'm also assuming that Sylvester McCoy did not just fly back and forth no. to <laughs> New Zealand thrice in the space of 24 hours. Because he would have been a overworked mess in the corner, just shaking, going, it's Tuesday. No, it's Friday. No, it's Monday. No, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I think Peter Jackson would have been up for it. He did a cameo for Hot Fuzz, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, he did. A tiny little cameo in Hot Fuzz. Uh-huh. And Kate Blanchett. Peter Jackson uh-huh. plays the guy who stabs Nick Angel in the hand. It was just a weird <laughs> that his, his back was to it. And even when he went side on, his dialogue wasn't sinking. No, it, it was wasn't. just odd. I found out who the floating head was. Oh, lovely. Who well, was it? I don't know. Someone on Reddit thinks it's Matthew Waterhouse who was a companion from 1980 to 1982. Must have been Blue uh, Young. Mm. Adric. Oh, that's another companion. Oh, I don't know which okay. doctor, but 
Seventh Doctor? The seventh Doctor, I mean, sorry. <laughs> no, 1982 is the fifth. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Sorry, I, I didn't catch the... Fourth and the fifth. And I probably wouldn't have known. Was that the face? Was that the face? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, he looks less young there. <laughs> he, did look, he did look younger. Dude, poor guy. People age. <laughs> Deal with it. it to us all. We talked about Gatiss before, or I asked, is Gatiss in this? From IMDb Trivia, the scene with John Barrowman was originally written for Mark Gatiss. But he was too busy playing a cameo in something else. Well, I don't Double know what, booked himself. I don't know what surely. happened to him, but the trivia point continues with when Davison heard that John Barrowman was upset about not appearing in the 50th, Davison decided to shoot the scene with Barrowman instead. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. Wait, but had they already planned to use him as a joke <laughs> with all his CDs and stuff? I think maybe not that, but I think the other joke is still in there. Like, oh, hey, I'm secretly straight and live a <laughs> suburban life yeah. with a family and like three kids and whatever. <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, because you could drop the CD into a bin, can't you, with a hand? It, is, just it works afterwards. as currency. You can get yeah. into the... What, what would Gators have given them? I don't know, some sneering witticisms. <laughs> Headshots from Sherlock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess he was just a late addition. Because the guard who wants the autographs is listening to John Merriman's CD as well. Yeah, but you can also overdub that on the... Yeah, I know, but I, I think once they switched it around, they kind of embraced it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nice. I liked seeing him in it. I liked seeing him. I miss John Barrowman. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Bring back Captain Jack. Yeah. Yes, please bring him back. <laughs> and his look of anguish when they're shambling towards him, <laughs> like three tortoises. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And they arrive and they're all gasping for breath. <laughs> <laughs> Love that he abandons his family outside to, <laughs> to pick it outside the BBC as well. <laughs> so who are the five doctors? We have five, six, seven, eight. Oh, and eleven. Yeah, yeah. And Tennant is in a corridor. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, wait. Hang on. Do we have more than five doctors in this? And there's a... It's five-ish. There's oh, a that's tu- true. <laughs> there's a Tom Baker, an old scene. That's from Sharda. That's yeah. from the unaired Sharda. Oh, really? that, that's footage from of him in Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. And his voice, Tom Baker's voice in this, is not Tom Baker. <gasps> it's John Coleshaw, isn't uh-huh. it? It is. Hang on, I, I wrote it down, I wrote it down. Tom Baker was voiced by John... Yeah, who's John Coleshaw? John Coleshaw does dead ringers and all that stuff. His Tom Baker has been a central part of his act for many years. Oh, right. Could you tell straight away then that it was not the real Tom Baker? Well, I've heard him do it so many times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I could <laughs> not. No, I didn't know it wasn't. Yeah, I assumed it, it was freaked Tom. me out when I looked it up on IMDb. He's like, what? No. <laughs> it's wasted boner. <laughs> it's, way, it's way more than five-ish. Yeah, okay. So four-ish. Ish. Because we, we get that footage. Yeah. Five, six, seven, certainly. Eight, certainly. Yeah. Ten, eleven. Ten, and ten, 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 ten eleven. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Seven-ish. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's tons. <laughs> and Sean Pertwee is like half a John Pertwee. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like a third of it. I wonder if they what? don't count 10 and 11 because they're in the 50th. If they don't need this, they're not counted. Oh, that's true. So it's the other five come in. That's true. Also, this was entirely written, wasn't it, by Peter Davison, who is the fifth doctor. Uh, so maybe that's why he had that title in mind. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I like that. That's a pretty nice way of sort of giving yourself a little nod in secret. <laughs> like five is the best. People don't know it, but we're going to make five really prominent on the DVD cover. <laughs> yeah. 
Have we hit all your five points yet, Drew? Are we missing some? There's only one that you've missed, which was number four, which was in Davison's message to Moffat saying, I could turn up with my celery antidote and save yes. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and as we've remarked before on this podcast, Peter Davison hates celery. Does he? Really? Do you not remember we said this from our mouths? I don't remember. Wait, we said this from our mouths? Yes. Wait, to people's you, ears. Did you say it from your mouth? I don't know. I don't remember saying it from my mouth. Do you remember everything you say? Well, only Clearly stuff live with mouth. the shame. <laughs> I think we've established in this podcast that you don't remember things we talked about on previous podcasts. I have a question. Who is the woman eating ice cream via a celery? Yes, <laughs> she has a spoon made of celery. <laughs> Was that not Georgia Moffat at a slightly earlier stage of pregnancy? Oh. Just sharing down calories. Pregnancy cravings. Yeah, I think it must yeah. have been. I didn't recognise her at that no, point. I, I recognised her when she appeared later. But I think that woman with the calories is very heavily pregnant. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Later yeah. in this sense. bonus episode or movie, she gives birth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but does, doesn't By bother the way, David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I feel like I'm forgetting about something. This one's one slight inconvenient. Oh. Those two have four kids together. Oh. Yeah, what? so to the point where I wrote it down because I figured, well, is this just a joke? Like, the fact that they have so many kids, is it now just a running gag that whenever <laughs> she's, she's not around, pregnant. she's probably giving birth somewhere? <laughs> this would definitely be a line written into a script by her dad. You're yeah. pregnant all the time, dude. <laughs> I only ever see you in the maternity unit. <laughs> Imagine in like 50 years when their kids are making a reboot though. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, we do get two kids of doctors in this one. Mm. Wait, we get three kids of doctors in this one. Uh, there we go. Jo- it's only family, is it? Are they really his kids? Wait. Yeah, there are a shitload of bakers in that cast. I spotted that going past the screen. Oh, nice. I okay. think that's, that's I, the baker's I'm, real family. Oh, that's really? pretty awesome. That is pretty yeah. wonderful. Yeah, because they, well, they all look very similar, the girls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. Nice, I like oh. it. Looking at Wikipedia, just to say... Tennant and Moffat have announced they are expecting their fifth child. Congratulations. Galactic. Just stop. Just stop at five-ish children. Five is enough. <laughs> One of their kids is in this, by the way. I did not write down the name. I'm assuming it's John Barrowman's son. Uh, is actually George Moffat's son. Well, their son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, right. I remember that Baker has a bunch of daughters because there was a little bit of inter-old doctor tension, wasn't there, when Jodie Whittaker was announced as the first female doctor and Davison was a bit like, ah, but it's so nice to have a role model for boys and Colin Baker was like, I'm surrounded by women in my household, so perhaps <laughs> I diverge from you slightly on this, Peter, but it's fi- It's high time we had a woman. And wait, everyone was wait. like, hooray for Colin Baker. What is this uh, Peter Davison thing? What did he say? He said words similar to what I said, not with any great vehemence or bitterness. He was just like, eh, it's nice it's always been boys, and why, why can't it carry on being a boys? And Colin was like, it's time okay. for the other, other right. lot to get a go, my dear. The other lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. They're the 50% of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> not Colin Baker's actual words. Okay. <laughs> But thanks for the sentiment, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Sylvester McCoy stayed wisely silent. (laughs) For the fans. Well, he was busy filming (laughs) The Hobbit, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) So in addition to celery antidotes, there are a number of pitches on the phone 
Colin Baker wants it to be shot in the jungle, yeah. where he's coincidentally filming whatever that Robinson Crusoe. He's in animal anus. That's the. One. <laughs> That's the title, yeah. <laughs> that was the working title. I'm celebrity. a celebrity, get me out of here. Right, that's the one, yeah. And I can't remember what the... I'm sure there's a third one. I'm sure they all get a pitch, but I... Yeah, Sylvester McCoy says something about a hobbit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then you could meet the hobbit and I could be in it twice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I also liked, which is sort of a parallel to how in the recent film yesterday, Ed Sheeran's own ringtone when he gets called on his mobile, is just fucking shape of you. In this one, when Peter Jackson calls Sylvester McCoy, the picture of him is him holding his Oscar. Yes. Much, much younger. Oh. Uh, it's in his notes. It's in his notes. Yeah, that was in my notes, right next to something that I now realise may have been completely fake, but at the time I loved the crap out of it. It was the constant, Sir Ian, how are you doing, Sir Ian? It's Sylvester and Sir Ian just going, Sylvester who? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, and then Peter Jackson says, are you okay filming this just yourself? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Peter, I think it might be a slight improvement. <laughs> that was a great line. So McGann is in this. Magana's good in this. He's great in this. He's the one doctor we haven't really talked about. Because he wrote down his line, which made me laugh out loud. And now I'm reading it on the page. It just looks very boring. But his delivery is fantastic. How does he deliver it, Jim? Whatever it is you're planning, I'm in. Work permitting, of course. See, it just sounds really dull when I say it. <laughs> it's because... <laughs> but it made me laugh out so loud. <laughs> it's because it was missing their setup. They've just been going on about how busy he is and yeah. how awesome and he's just always, always getting so work. It's so cool. <laughs> the rest of them are bumbling old men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like running for their bus. And he's just there like all suave and cool with his hair and his phone. Yeah, like his... at the back of the class. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and completely unchanged since with now. Yeah, and they're oh, totally the fanboying over him. I know. <laughs> Also, do you think there was a slight hint there about how he got his own film segment? Because it's so cool. Well, no, not because well, he's he so bails cool. because he gets a part some in yes, something. Yes, a right? part in TV somewhere. Mm. Uh, right, yes. <laughs> it's not like it's a motion picture. Yeah. And at the beginning, he's saying, well, no, I won't have a part to play, so I'm in for whatever you are. Yeah, and then he's not in for the rest of it. Yeah, and he doesn't <gasps> tell them. Ooh, Ooh what a dude, though. Oh, my God, I love him so much. <laughs> he might be my favourite Doctor. Forget the film. What? Just, really? Just, what? 90% of him what? has the Doctor. Yes. <laughs> because of those seven minutes. Yes. <laughs> right. He's so cool. He's just like, so cool. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> the main three in this are really nice, and it's a lovely premise, and it's all super sweet and everything. But his tiny snippet on screen, you're going, oh, yeah, that's acting. (laughs) (laughs) I I think they're playing up to that. They are. With the the whole music, when outside it's like, (laughs) and then inside it's... (laughs) I did like that. That was one of my top five notes. Yeah. (laughs) But no, it's it's ramshackle. It's charming. Like we were saying, we haven't seen these people be doctors but this half hour, just knowing who they are and seeing what they're doing here, it's just enough to win our love. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. it, was, it makes me want to go back and watch some of the classics, to be honest. Which is... that was gonna Join be... us. <laughs> Join us. That was going to be my question to the floor. It's Ooh. Like, do you want to go watch all of those people as the Doctor? And why haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I am most interested in watching the... The Seventh Doctor. Doctor. But Peter Davison as well is quite charming. He has a little soft spot in my heart, I think. I could watch him. 
Yeah, he's also the one I know least about. I know yeah. he plays cricket and doesn't like celery, maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> when you say it, which doesn't sound that appealing. I don't really want to watch a show about but, cricket yeah, playing celery. Yeah, my daughter loves celery, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean is that can only be like five minutes tops of his three or four year run. Well, so there's just a whole <laughs> mine of material there waiting to be unearthed. But it's, it's just so nice. It's really just nice and fun to yeah. watch actually and just like him a lot from this episode and evidently a pretty good writer as well yeah. and director yeah mm-hmm. he directed this as well right it's i believe so written and directed by and starring he does it all like he's such a renaissance man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once every 30 tune, years <laughs> hang on jim what were you saying write the theme tune sing the theme tune <laughs> <laughs> And that's not a total tangent because we have a Tom Baker connection to Little Britain. True. Yeah, doesn't he say greetings, mm. greetings, greetings or something at once? He's point. the whole voiceover. He's the narrator. Yeah. yeah. Super strange. Total non sequitur in a way. Mm. Mm. And now I know Colin Baker is a super feminist as well. I also want to see his doctor. Excellent. Yes. He's not going to be what you expect. You're going to okay. hate him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, think I haven't seen him at all. I'm uh, super curious. Myself. I think he's rather mean to a fair few lady companions, isn't he? I think he's yeah. mean to everyone. Yeah, yeah but they well, know, that's bear fine. the brunt. As long as you're mean indiscriminately, I don't mind. I have no idea. Yeah, Drew he's, knows he's more mean about blind. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got some more breaking of the fourth wall in this episode. Oh, let's hear and it. And a lot of it lately. Well, when they turn to camera and say, that's the final shot. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the making of documentary. It got very meta at that point. Yeah. Maybe that point didn't quite land. Well, the whole Russell T or Russ the Davies thing is breaking of the fourth. He knows exactly what the script is. I mean, he's acting out his pitch to be in the Five-ish Doctor's reboot. Oh, oh yes, of course. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, and right. then I'll trail off and then you can just sort of hang up on me and I'll, I will fade out on me or something <laughs> like that. And then that happens. So, yeah. Does the T in Russell T Davies stand for the... <laughs> I really, really want that to be true. Is that his name? What is his name? Okay, wait, hang on. I'm taking bets. I'm taking bets. Okay, I've got Theodore. Oh, I was oh. going with Theodore. Damn it. <laughs> Timothy. Terence. Oh. Tobias. Wait, did you look it up or did you say it? I said Terence. Terence. Okay. Russell. Okay. <laughs> I've just seen it. It's not what you would expect. <laughs> Trisha. It's kind of Stephen and it's kind of Russell because his real name is Stephen Russell Davies. Oh. Oh, really? Oh. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So does, it, does the T stand for Stephen? I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> Wait, I think we've just think found a new... It's the. I think I it's think the. It's, I think that's his name, is Russell wow. the Davis. <laughs> it was just him telling us all. <laughs> Stephen Russell Davies, that's so weird. Nobody in this fucking production has their proper name. <laughs> <laughs> Actors. <laughs> What about when they're in the TARDIS? Oh, excellent. Which TARDIS? Excellent question, yes. <laughs> the first TARDIS they rock up in. There's actually a TARDIS. The not, TARDIS. Say, not, not the box where they <laughs> oh, stand in the dark. Yeah. Oh, this isn't the real TARDIS. <laughs> I loved Peter Davison's love of how flimsy the sets used to be and missing, yes. missing it. It's like, oh, I put my hand on here and lean on it and it doesn't wobble or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the wobble. Oh. That was nice. Yeah, they could have recreated that with either of the new Doctors, as opposed to, I don't know, maybe he'd have patted Colin or something. Wait, what? what? <laughs> Colin's got a wobble. Oh! oh. 
<laughs> you wait till you're however old he is. You'll have a wobble. Yeah, and I'll be enjoying it like Colin is. Yeah. He's living his best life. <laughs> the man is, is the king of audio. <laughs> I like when they get their outfits. I don't know if they had them on before, but their t-shirts are their under outfits. Yes, yeah. exactly. So they only had to take the coats. Yeah, I, to, to I don't know how look. I don't know how but. I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> they only take their coats from the Doctor Who experience. Yeah, yeah. those t-shirts are. I don't were know. They, were they always wearing the t-shirts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were. Oh, okay, because I only, I only noticed it at the point that they put their coats on. Because in the Doctor Who experience, it's like, oh, they've not taken a lot of that. How are they going to look like themselves as the, yeah. doc- <laughs> as the Doctor? And then they put them on. I was like, oh right, okay, I get it. <laughs> it is good. It, it is good. Maybe it's also a case of like, do they still fit into their shirts? Oh, oh my gosh, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is definitely all tying in together. They would accept that as yeah, like, a valid point. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't make that joke. You know, another joke I'm surprised they didn't make, and I wonder if Stephen Moffat edited it out, oh. much like he edited out the very scene itself of the Paradigm Daleks. Mm. Yes, good point. Now, first of all, aren't you glad they are not in the 50s? Thank goodness. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Lay them to bed. That's probably why Gazes didn't appear, just out of spite. (laughs) Probably read that part of the script and was like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) And I I have the feeling that the first draft of the script was something like, oh, we've got 10 minutes more footage. Can we just get rid of the Paradigm Daleks? Nobody likes them. (laughs) was like, well, can you take out that line about them not liking the Paradigm Daleks? Don't mention it's the Paradigm Daleks at all, (laughs) actually. We've still got a fair number of units in the warehouse that might sell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not buying one. Doctor Who experience. When are we going? It's closed. Oh. It closed a couple of years ago. Oh. When are we building the TARDIS and going? Wait, we already have a TARDIS. <laughs> we'll go to the TARDIS and yeah. then we'll also t- <laughs> light a flashlight. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, it's just about stamina. If we stamis. drink all the alcohol that's in the TARDIS. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> it will become the Doctor Who experience. Exactly. Yeah. This will be the Doctor Who experience Oxford resurrected whatever. <laughs> we can sell tickets. They'll be queuing around the block. Yeah, I'd love that. That would be great. <laughs> you can get a potter's wheel and put it on the floor of the TARDIS. People can pay to go inside, hook up some lights, you spin them around five times, and then they come out and vomit. That's an experience <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's possibly the worst ride I've ever heard of. <laughs> Walk into this box and then come out and vomit. <laughs> Yeah, I'll pay for that. Yeah. How much is a ticket, did you say? Hey, people pay for that from pubs. Okay, yeah, you know, oh, wait, I apologize, Jim, I take it yeah. all back. <laughs> pubs don't even spin you around. No. What I'm saying is you keep your still out there as part of the experience. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> your alleged still as part of the alleged experience. No copyright infringements have been intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but many have been perpetrated. Well, since we're getting near the end, I haven't got a rating or anything. But I'll just leave you with the image of them driving away from Cardiff in a coach or something. And Sylvester McCoy is pretending to sleep, leaning on Colin Baker's shoulder, who is also pretending to sleep. And they're both smiling. And it's just so lovely. And I want them all to be friends in real life. And surely they're at conferences all the time together. And they must be. That's such a wholesome image. Thanks, Drew. And they're they're super active on the conferences. Yeah. I mean, they're at every... Isn't at least Sylvester McCoy showing up to the... Yes, he's showing up at the Gatwick or whatever it was that we looked up. Podcast land, there's some sort of 
can't remember what it's called now. Maybe I'll futurely on it. It's like an impromptu Doctor Who convention at Gatwick Airport <laughs> next year. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Sylvester McCoy's going to be there. And Colin Baker came to freaking OxCon 2. Yeah. No bookings boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's done his service. He has. He certainly has. Oh, it's a shame. I don't think there's going to be an OxCon 3. No, there was. You went to it, but it was so bad you didn't review it and can't remember it. Oh, wait, that was OxCon 3. I'm pretty sure there's not going to be an OxCon 4, is what I meant in that case. <laughs> well, Colin Baker was OxCon 2, but there was one the next year, and you went with Rory. Oh, that was OxCon 3? Oh, fuck it. Rolling laughter. Is Moffat's voicemail... Sorry, I kind of want to end on that note, but I still have lots of questions in my notes. <laughs> is Moffat's voicemail run by Cybermen? Because when he picks when up it, his voicemail, like there's a... No, it does, yeah. It says, and then at the end, it's all, they've all been deleted, and then it says something. In, I, and I think a Cyberman voice, and like mm. Moffat looks at his phone, like, what? <gasps> Didn't it say, doctors deleted, no yeah. more messages? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, what have I got notes off? Who's the lady in the milkmaid outfit? Uh, probably one of the companions. Oh, uh, that was the one by the lift. Yeah, that's with, the... With the heaving bosoms. I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> with the epic cleavage. I'm, Bingo, I'm sure you one. still don't know what I'm talking about. Absolutely no idea. Freeze frame on Leon's telly right now. <laughs> <laughs> Davison's dream in the beginning... When Clara makes an appearance, like, oh, you were my mother's favorite doctor. <laughs> you were my favorite doctor. <laughs> and then on to Moffat, who's holding a script. I took a freeze frame to read what it says on it. And it's Doctor Who 50th anniversary special for Peter Davison, my doctor. Oh. <laughs> well, we have had Time Crash, haven't we? Written oh, by yes. Stephen Moffat. Oh, yes. I believe. And that was Davison and Tennant. Mm -hmm. And Tennant sort of says something like, you were my doctor, doesn't he? I reckon Davison really was Moffat's doctor. Oh. I bet you're right. That's nice. That is nice. Yeah. Another nice moment. Yeah. Oh, it's so full of nice moments. Oh, it really is. Oh, so nice. It's like this love letter to the fandom yeah. of it from deep inside it itself. Well, they keep saying, who is it? Like, who are we doing this for? It's the fans. <sighs> You're like, no, it's you. You're doing it for yourself. But it's nice. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're just doing it for the concept of the love of Doctor yeah, Who in a way. Yeah. Which they clearly embody. Man, they had so much momentum in 2013, didn't they? Oh. So much going on. I know. Oh, we've kind of lost a little bit of it now, haven't we? In this is like, this is like peak Doctor Who. It really is. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, it, it's pretty good with Capaldi as well. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying pretty good because it's like freaking amazing with Capaldi as well. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I remember being sceptical after a year of Capaldi. Season two of Whitaker could be much better than the first. And there are good things in the first. It's not going to be worse. Oh, bloody hell. You... Wow. Well, we know where Leon's come down on it. Sorry, I haven't rewatched it, but the more I think about it, the less enamored I am with the Netflix Doctor Who. Oh, I like her. I think she's great. Mm. Can we leave it on a better note than yes, that? Yeah. Yes. Come on, yes. come on. Dredge out another one. Uh, Moffat with his two BAFTAs in the background. I miss those. <laughs> 
the radio DJ going, oh, my favorite doctor actually was Peter Cushing. (laughs) (laughs) Controversial choice there. Isn't that also Rory's favorite doctor? My goodness. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently Dan Starkey was in this, but I didn't see him. Who what now? Dan Starkey. Is Dan Starkey not the Santaran? Oh, oh, he oh, was. Yes, the Santaran yes. was in it, yeah. Yeah, Strax. He was walking, walking down away. the corridor, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's actually Strax it, walking down the corridor? Well, it's oh, it's him, a the Santoran, actor. Yeah. Oh, it's a Santaran. Oh, wow. I, how did I not notice that there was a Santaran in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> what were you watching? <laughs> the thing is, when the security guard is accosting them, that oh, there's just a, a quick cutaway of him walking down, like having a quick glance and then walking away. Oh, I see, okay. Maybe I was writing down something at the same time. Blink, and you missed it. Oh, nice. Oh, what an incredibly wonderful feel-good episode this yeah. is. Hmm. So we're not rating this? We are rating this? We're not rating this. Are we rating Super this? fun awesomeness. Wonderful, yeah. amazing gorgeousity. Everyone make words. Make up words. <laughs> I can't do a Tracy rating just off the top of my head. <laughs> I give this uh, three spring rolls. Like, oh, I can't think of a Tracy rating. Exactly. It's not that easy. <laughs> Takes work and effort. <laughs> Sorry, Tracy. Didn't mean to disappoint Three you. wobbly old men enjoying their former youth. <laughs> oh, that is nice. That's not what I meant by spring rolls, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. But even if we are not rating this, we have, in fact, received a listener mini. Whoop. That's right, we do have a listener mini, and this one comes from Kyle Rath. Fear the wrath of Kyle. Okay, take two. <laughs> Fear the wrath of Kyle. Kyle, I'm sure you can guess what you just said. <laughs> Who wants to start this one off? Leon, I think you better. <laughs> All right, here I go. The Doctor, the Doctor, and the Doctor meet up in the early 21st century to work out some lingering issues related to multi-generational famicide. Along the way, they swap spots with evil starfishes from space, gain a deeper appreciation for the subtle art of not giving a fuck, and endure the greatest hardship in the known universe, a road trip to Wales with show tunes. Actually, that last bit was Barrowman. Fucking Barrowman. <gasps> I see a pattern oh. now. I get it. I get it, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle asks, what do you do when you don't get invited to your own anniversary party? Oh, you crash it. It's fun, funny, and most of all, it does a wonderful job at poking fun at the sometimes serious veneer that covers the production of Doctor Who circa 2013. Peter, Sylvester, and Colin, all delightful men in real life, are equally delightful here, and the trio truly exemplifies some of the most wonderful things about the show and their personas. It was humorous, and digs at Moffat, Baker, and McGann were warm and genial. There may or may not be a reunion anytime soon, but this third of the three-part 50th offering reminds us of how time can be fleeting, but there is always time for one more adventure. Aww. And Kyle gives this a 4.5 out of 5. The Doctor's daughter married the Doctor and had a daughter. Now she's the Doctor's daughter and the Doctor's daughter's daughter and the Doctor's granddaughter. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> Hashtag Sean Pertwee for number three. <laughs> Lovely mini, Kyle. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) Podcast land, if you happen to not be Kyle Rath, you can follow Kyle Rath and tell him, hello, Kyle Rath. Kyle Rath can be found at Sinister Super Spy. That's super without any what, Drew? Vowels. Correct. (laughs) And that's it for listener minis. 
and this episode. Oh my goodness. We did it. Oh, we've talked for an hour about this <laughs> 25 or 30 minute episode. Drew didn't think it could be done. Yeah. Think we're going to be done in like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I only did that because I know it annoys you. I apologize. <laughs> well, that makes it fine. But yeah. <laughs> Carry on then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Leon, I believe you're on Twitter. Oh, that sounded like Drew. Yes, I am. <laughs> I can be found at Punkin. How do you spell that? Oh, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I can be found at Drew Backwell. Excellent branding. Excellent branding. Marie, I don't believe you're on Twitter. Correct. But you can email whobackwhen at gmail.com and we will forward your messages onto her. Podcast land, don't readjust your iPods or computer. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with your speakers. They're not hearing any different <laughs> because this is how I've always talked. <laughs> I, seriously, for the record, when I do that voice, I'm not doing you. You are the one who thinks I am imitating you. I'm not. Stop fucking gaslighting me. <laughs> Everyone here knows exactly what you're doing. Absolutely. Ask my colleagues at work. I do the same fucking voice there as well. You did do it at work. It's not true. (laughs) Why do you do this impression of this guy? We don't even know. It's suicide on my bed. How I wish death would come soon. Exactly. Yes. Okay, anyway. Jim, I believe you're also on Twitter. (laughs) You're the Jim. I'm a Jimmy the Who. Jimmy Jimmy the what now? (laughs) (laughs) Chin chin. Give me the who. All right. Okay, well, that was an odd <laughs> rabbit hole of madness. <laughs> yeah, which you were entirely not responsible for. That's the word. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, Podcast Land. <laughs> if you're still here. <laughs> if we may just have lost them. Apologies. Hang on. Next up, we have a, another bonus episode, also tied to the 50th anniversary, namely... An adventure in, in space. space and time. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to that at some point we'll be returning to audiobooks with situation vacant correct mundo and then we have either a classic namely the talons of wing chiang <laughs> or a new who namely the, the time, time of, of the, the doctor. doctor presented to you in stereo <laughs> <laughs> until then thank you so much you've been a lovely audience doodle pip and chit chow Bye bye. Good morrow. <laughs> Pigs in space. Caldemarsh. <laughs> Kablamo. Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. But I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash whobackwhen. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at whobackwhen. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha-chao! Who back when?